up, Flow Riders? Welcome to the show, Graham. As you can see today, it is just me. Um, Ken and Glenn have Katie like duct tape to the chair so she can't move until we get everything happening for the brand new release. <laughs> so she's being held captive today. But that's okay. We have a pretty dope substitute. And I know you guys are going to love this. Let's see. It's been about two-ish years since I've worked at Ecamm, but about two and a half since I've been using it. So our next guest has basically been in the community about the same time as me. And I remember like when we were all newbies hanging out together, there was like a bunch of us that all rolled in at the same time and always thought he was one of the cool cats in the gang just because he knew a lot about guitars, right? Um, you guys know that my, my late father was big time guitar guy. Like he just loved music. So I learned a lot from him. Still can't play. <laughs> so I'm super excited to have my guest on today. And we're going to talk about like how he's using Ecamm for his podcast and was brilliant. So we did a show a little bit back about, you know, using a podcast as a way of highlighting portions of your business. Yo, they have a fantastic setup for what they do for their podcasts and their business and their live stream for their business. And so I'm not going to give you all the story. We're just going to pop right in. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Flow Riders, give a nice round of applause for Mr. Murray Rutch. <laughs> What's up, Doc? Boss, you know the coolest part is I'm sitting here and I'm listening to uh, the intro. I always got my little bop when the intro comes on. I love it. And I actually posted it on my reel because you sent the video of you playing the intro acoustically. And I was like, oh, it sounds better. The person who made the intro, I guess, for Epidemic Sound, they must have been on like a Costco tailor because it sounds totally different coming out of one of those Martins over there. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And that's one of the first times I've ever been on a live stream where the other host was duct taped to something. <laughs> so there you go there you go okay listen uh you know this is just gonna ice break this this is all the rage right now everybody's talking about chat gpt right so me being a smart aleck i said okay let me go in and ask chat gpt a question and then i'm gonna ask Murray to see what he comes up with, right? So I said, Chad GBT, what are the top five acoustic guitars ever made? So go. Uh, guitars or brands? Guitars. Martin. And then a distant second, Gibson. Fender. Taylor. Reverend. Okay, so Chad GBT said, Martin, Gibson, Taylor, Collings in Santa Cruz. And I would have threw Fender in the list too, because believe it or not, I have a unvarnished like circa 1968, 69 Fender Mustang that my uncle gave to me. My uncle was a guitarist for Teddy Pendergrass and the Blue Notes. And so he gave it to me when I was a kid because I guess he wanted me to be cool like him. And my mom was like, no, because <laughs> all you do is go on the road and, uh, talk to women <laughs> so i never got to play it but it's, it's it's i still have it it's chilling in a box somewhere okay so here's one better all right so i was like all right cool i know that murray is a martin kind of guy so i was like gpt that was all right you don't know nothing let me ask the next one what are the top five martin guitars ever made d45 d18 d28 triple o28 D35. 
Bro, yo, you almost as good as ChatGPT. Wait, I mean the other way around. The only thing different ChatGPT added to the list was OM28. So their list was, and they said the heat he that's not a he it's a it it said oh man this is going to get bad if we start calling it a he it said these are some of the highly regarded sought after martin acoustic guitars ever made known for their exceptional tone craftsmanship and playability the specific rankings depending on individual preferences but these are consistently in the group right so d28 d45 hd28 om28 and triple o 18. So you had every single one of them, but one. All right, bro. You are an AI guitar specialist. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try. I'll try not to be robotic though. True. True. So uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm having so much fun messing with that thing and just, you know, seeing like what it would know in comparison to people who I don't know what they're talking about. So it goes to show you like it's, it did a pretty good job. Right. And I like the fact that it confessed the same thing any good specialist would do. If I rolled into your store and I asked you that question, you'd be like, these are mine. Some people will have different preferences because of different things. So I was listening to some of your comparisons between various guitars. Could you explain uh, like sort of how that works? Well, thank you very much. We, we take a lot of effort in trying to give you guys the long distance idea of being able to come in here and listen to two guitars and two of the guitars you mentioned on a minute ago, D28, HD28. What we'll try to do is we have a, a setup here of two microphones that always stays the same. The interface is always the same. The EQ is flat. I use the same pick when I'm when I'm picking to make sure there's no variable. And what I'll do, I'll literally just play the same four chords on the D28, put them, play the same four chords on an HD28. And in an editor later, I'll cut from one to the other back to back with no spaces. And it's been a couple of years since we're using the same setup. Where we do try to post a bunch of stuff on YouTube where somebody looking for one of those guitars finds that comparison. And you nailed it on the head, listening to it on very good earbuds or headphones or good speakers. Don't do it on a phone. Don't make a big critical decision on really tiny speakers on an old laptop, but that's the idea. Listen to something on a very good quality system, and it does at least give you a benchmark. Neither one of those guitars will sound exactly the same in a room when you're there, but since they're both in the same studio before it goes to the to YouTube, everything else is a level playing field. So that's our that's our idea and our hope. Man, it's it's really trippy because like when I got my headphones, one of the things that I used to tested out was I have uh, these DACs that I use, right? Um, one is from Pocket Fi, but it's called FIFO, FIFO, FIFO. And I would listen to different tracks. Um, I love George Benson, always have. Um, there's a really cool jazz album called A Twist of Marley. And this group, they basically did sort of jazz classical guitar versions of Bob Marley songs, but you know, there's no singing in it, right? They just play the actual tracks. Super incredible album. Super cool to listen to, especially, you know, if you're into guitars, because you can hear, like, the production qualities is insane. So I would always use that to listen to, listen to my headphones to sort of test them out. When we had our electronic store, we would often use Acoustic Alchemy or that or Patricia Barber, like Piano Bar or Blue Albums or Dinah Crawl as ways of letting people hear speakers. And... Man, you can literally pick up the difference and even just the subtle sounds of the way your hands move on the fretboard, right? You can hear that in a good pair of phones. Oh, wow. That's not that's not going to work on the speakers, right? So I'm surprised. I even switched my old AirPod Pros to my new AirPod Pros. A huge difference. 
it's it's pretty incredible. So explain to us. Um, I mentioned it in the pre-run a little bit about how you're using eCam as a way of you know running your business or helping out your business. Can you walk people through that? Absolutely. What I'm doing is I'm taking full advantage of everything eCam has to offer, and whether it's pre-recorded. Uh, live broadcasts like this, what I'll do is, for an example, Monday, we have a podcast with Spoon Phillips of One Man's Guitar, and he and I talk every Monday about mostly Martins. It's called Martins and More. On occasion, we'll talk about Blue Ridge guitars or other other items, but on Monday, the way I'll use Ecamm, uh, he and I will do interview like this. I'll record it without broadcasting, and we'll both have video files and audio files, and that's Monday's pre-recorded podcast where we'll get together for an hour uh, get everything onto my computer through Ecamm, uh, put it somewhere else later and do some editing, both audio and, and we eventually have to add it to a, a program that does animation. But Ecamm is the way we collect mostly the audio uh, from that, but it's much easier to use than doing any kind of Zoom or Skype. So Ecamm completely takes over my Monday duties. Tuesdays, I do a program called uh, Mystery Guitar Podcast, where I'll record myself playing a guitar, but I'm only going to show the viewers just a fretboard, so you don't get to see what brand it is, you don't get to see the body. Ecamm allows me to capture that 4K recording uh, because I can select you know, a higher resolution. That goes onto my hard drive and gets offloaded into uh, the same animation program later where we show a little TV uh, cartoon version of me is talking, but the Ecamm captures the performance part and these things all get you know put on the audio version of a podcast later, but Ecamm is the way I'm able to record that to my hard drive. Wednesdays, what I'll do is a, a live program called Virtual Tour of our Martin and Blue Ridge Guitar Inventory. So I'll use Ecamm both to save the recording to the hard drive and I'll do a live broadcast on YouTube 4 p.m. on Wednesdays. After that program's over, I'll take the file that Ecamm saved because we can record to the computer while we're live streaming, which is a gigantic lifesaver. I don't know if, if you guys, a lot of people watching use that feature. I'll take that program, uh, Dropbox it to my iPad, and I'll cut that up into eight other videos. Instead of showing uh, the whole one-hour program, we, we played eight guitars. I'll cut those into eight pieces, and I'll have eight recycled videos to go onto YouTube later that week. Ecamm lets me do both the live side of that and the recording side of that, thank God. No extra work for me. Thursdays, uh, my friend Marshall Fleischer and I will play uh, Martin versus Martin, live broadcasted on Ecamm the same way. We'll play and broadcast live for an hour on a Thursdays at 6, both on YouTube and Facebook. That program is also saved to the hard drive. The next day, I'll take two or three tunes from that show, recycle them on Instagram or uh, the other social media platforms. So Thursday, the same way, Ecamm lets me record our live show, put it on a hard drive, and put it out there at, live at the same time. So Ecamm literally gives me the opportunity to do two pre-recorded programs, two live programs, and upload up to 60 videos every month on YouTube, all because of Ecamm and what it can do, so. Are you guys listening to the man? Are you guys listening to the man? You know what, here's the part that's brilliant. Right now, there is so much buzz around the industry about live selling, right? You have your own, you know, Murray's music, what is it called? QVC? <laughs> yeah, you gotta have your QVC already set up. <laughs> and that's because if you're going through your inventory, you're showing people what's available, and then you can even go and, you know, play a little bit of the sound, show them. And then so using that, I mean, like you're doing live selling in a way before 
it became the hot new thing, right? So it's kind of a brilliant setup. And I love the fact that you're able to chop these up into individual pieces and send them out. So on your iPad, what are you cutting with right now? I'm using LumaFusion. I've had that for a couple of years now. And I was told now to I should really start looking at uh, DaVinci, but I'm so into the LumaFusion ecosystem. I think I'm just comfortable there, but that's what I used to chop stuff up. Yeah, I don't know if I would take, I would bother switching to DaVinci just because, like, because LumaFusion works. I use LumaFusion on my iPad as well. Um, the only thing that's going to get LumaFusion out of my crubby little fingers is when we finally get knock on wood fcp <laughs> for the ipad oh really is that coming oh <laughs> uh, yeah um yeah, everybody's praying let's just put it that way everybody is praying that we get final cut pro for the ipad because yes that i can do in my sleep and i i know it will be better than all of the above man this is really incredible so i i watched the animation ones those are super funny just because i know what you look like and so i watch the animations and to me i'm laughing <laughs> It's, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, what application did you use to do that? That's called Character Animator. And if you look really closely, this will be a little, uh, you only find out from watching this program. Uh, I went to an artist on Fiverr and I, I gave him my emoji and I gave him Spoon's Memoji. And I said, do the best you can. And he came back with what he came back with. And I realized I'm a lot grayer now than that emoji was from a couple years ago. So I asked him to change that. And I don't know, episodes seven, eight, nine, and 10, I'm still brown and then episode 11 i completely aged so if you ever watch that program you're going to recognize from one monday to the next monday i just got all exhaustedly old it's because i didn't have a way of i wasn't going to spend money with an artist to make me like a little bit older every week and, and trick you i just i flipped the switch but it's been a lot of fun oh that's super funny well you know after i came back from japan and it wasn't cold i was like yo this is the perfect time to like reset the beard and start all over especially because it's a little cooler right now here in honolulu so yeah i went and just shaved it all off and it, the first day it felt weird because my face was cold <laughs> i had a big thick face for us for so long so yeah it's kind of crazy all right so what you're doing with ecab is so cool and i think one of the things that it's just going to be absolutely amazing. I don't know if you've played with this already in the beta, but I've been doing this for my Amazon videos. Put on the video ISO, right? So for those of you guys who are unfamiliar, ISO just means isolated in Ecamm 4.0 beta, which will be non-beta in like, I don't know, two days. <laughs> um, you can go into your recording settings and tell it to record the camera A feed, in which case it's my Camlink. 4K with the Sony connected and then camera B feed, which right now I'm using the Insta360 as my overhead and what's really cool. I'm doing an Amazon video. Now I used to have to do this struggle bus between like holding things to the camera and then like, oh, let me get like a B-roll shot or whatever. Now I can just leave my hands down. I know that the overhead is recording it and getting that good shot. And then I don't have to cut while I'm recording. I can just record and talk and talk about the product, keep the product in a standard position. So for you, right, you can take an iPhone and point it at the sound hole. And then you can have like another camera pointed at the fretboard and the camera like you have right now. And you don't have to mess with it, right? Well, you're only going to connect two of those at the same time. But one way you could cheat is to take another computer and have it be the guest. And that guest is basically recording, a, you know, two more angles. Right. Ah. So you're recording all of those, but when you drop it in the final cut, right? Final cut will stick it at, as a single clip, and all you do is use the angle switcher to switch angles when you need to switch angles. 
So uh, maybe I hope I can help you now <laughs> with that. Even if you only well, need two. I'll tell you what, I, I have to answer your question. I have used the beta a little bit. I haven't haven't done a live stream with beta, but I have because what I'll do is on a live stream, I will you know show the whole shot, and I will use my ATEM mini to go to this angle. But what, I'm actually changing that in real time. So what I could do now, like you're saying, is I could record both of those ISO, and I don't know that I would change how I'm doing my live stream. But what I could do is if I went away to the wrong camera live, I can use the feature with ISO. Correct me if I'm wrong to change when, if, or how that switch happened, right? Yes. So like, you know, because you're playing, right? If you stepped on the switch in the wrong position, you just go into your editor and slide it back <laughs> to the other camera. You know what I mean? And it'd be fine. I would say leave the live stream as it is. And one of the advantages you have, you have ISO, well, it depends on which version of the ATEM you got. Because on one of the ATEMs, you could actually just plug a hard drive in and then you get the ISOs, right? On, on the other ones, we only see that as one camera. So we don't see that as individual cameras, but you could easily set up an, uh, a backup feed that would be recording the B camera to us, you know, with something like an iPhone. Oh, right. The way I'm doing mine now is your eCam seeing my, my cam link connected to one ATEM as one, not two. That's true. Good point. Correct. Right. So what you do is just take the additional camera and point it however you want, fretboard or sound hole. Uh, I think that's the right term. So if I say wrong terms, fix me. You know? <laughs> You're perfect. And then um, you would be able to show, like you would have it, just have it running. It's just recording in the background. It's recording a whole angle. So even right now, as I do this, without even thinking about it, I, I have my overhead here. And I can switch to my overhead, but it's already recording my overhead as an additional camera. And so it's already recording that. So if ever I wanted to show like me typing something, I don't have to cut away while I'm recording because it's going to mess up my brain, right? I'm doing something. I'm busy. I just know that it's always recording. And so it's always recording my fingers. I can go back in and grab it later. So that's something cool that you're going to have a chance to play around with in a couple of days. But man, I really love what you're doing for your setup because it allows people, especially those, you know, I, I mean, your guys' audience, they know what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm reading some of the comments and stuff, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, these people are pretty smart. Um, my, my dad had a Gibson, and, like, we technically weren't allowed to touch it, but I would always mess with it because it sounded so good, even though I didn't know what I'm doing. He had one of those, uh, like, J200s, and, man, when you hear it in... I guess in close proximity, when you hear somebody that really knows how to get the sound out of an acoustic guitar, it, it is one of the more incredible instruments. So what made you decide of all the things you could possibly play and how come you didn't turn into a Stratocaster, long hair, Van Halen wannabe? Ooh, I won't go on record saying I didn't do that first. I was I was electric first. My hair was pretty long. Uh, I, was, I couldn't play any Van Halen, but I could certainly wish I would. Um, I, my younger days, I was all into that. And I eventually discovered acoustic music and acoustic guitars maybe in the late 80s and i as soon as i did that i recognized that martin guitar you know maybe part of it was just knowing that martin guitar was the guitar everybody wanted the other part was it's just an hour down the road from where i grew up so it was a pennsylvania legend anyway whether you play guitar or not if you live in pennsylvania you sort of know and ever since i was a kid and, and as a teenager late teen martin guitar was the top of the mountain it was one of those things where i don't know what i'm going to do with my entire musical life, but it's going to have something to do with acoustic guitars. And someday that'll be like what you aspire to get. So Martin was first and foremost, the, Oh, if I could have anything I want, maybe someday if I work hard enough, that kind of thing, that was the goal. And then back in 03, 
when my wife and I didn't like the jobs we had separately, we decided let's work together. Let's quit the jobs we, we don't want to go back to and sell something. I had already been a member of the unofficial Martin Guitar Forum uh, back this back 2002. Uh, I was starting to make parts for the guitars. I would, this little white piece is called a saddle, and I was making them out of bone recognizing that that was a there was sort of a, a market for it fast forward the idea to sell my own parts maybe we could sell martin guitar strings we applied to martin and said can we become a an accessories dealer and they said you know we went through the channels and they let us and as soon as they did that i thought i want to sell your guitars too and i said to Lori, i said let's let's apply to be a martin dealer guitars too not just strings you know much bigger commitment she said someday i said right now i want to do it right now and to make this story a little shorter in August of 03, we, we actually talked them into it and they said, there's nobody geographically in your way. You're not physically located in a place where there can't be another one. We'll let you try it. And as soon as I was able to start selling Martin guitars after being a lifelong fan, you probably recognize it with Ecamm and I know you used to be with Apple. When you have the opportunity to work with what you think is the best product, uh, all you have to do is try not to be a jerk. And these products, if you just know what you're talking about, be in the right place and don't ruin it, you can really do well in it. This is our 20th year and I've, I've really, really worked extremely hard, both Martin and Blue Ridge to just niche it down to one or two things that you use all the time, that you know everything about, that you would talk about all day anyway, and it'll it'll come through on what you're doing. And that's sort of why it works. We didn't really venture it out into drums or pianos or other brands of guitars. And if I have a really bad week at work and we don't sell anything, I spent the whole week talking about them, playing them, and showing them. And that's what I've been doing anyway. So that's been my secret. Man, that is so beautiful. And it's funny because as, as a YouTube coach, right, one of the things I always get is like, well, why do I want a niche? I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm like, okay, you know, like it's getting better. You can get away with it a little bit, but it's something about having one singular sensation. Sorry. Uh, it's something about having one just focus, right? Yeah, my my people know I have musical Tourette's really bad. <laughs> it comes from being a DJ and a longtime music lover. And when you have that one thing, right? Uh, one of my favorite books of last year, it was the Gary Keller's book called The One Thing. And he talked about if you're trying to improve your process, if you're trying to improve anything in your process. So maybe for you, you're trying to like level up something in your live stream, picking one thing and one thing only and attacking it for a long enough time that it's almost second nature to you will be better than trying to do a bunch of different changes at once. And when you find out for me, like in, in woodworking, right? And I guess it's the same thing for, I'm going to say this word wrong, a luffier. I like to say Luftwaffe. <laughs> it's, is a luthier? Is that the right terminology for someone who builds a guitar? I'd say luthier. And I, I never think of the German Air Force when I say it, but. Yeah, because you're a guitar guy. I'm a weirdo. What's the difference? <laughs> um, when you're going to make changes, you can't change everything. You'd have to change one thing at a time. Right. So, for instance, if you had a particular model that you're working on, and you wanted to change the sound and say you were going to switch from one particular wood to a different wood, like say you were going to go to mahogany. Yes, I saw that version. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to go to mahogany, you wouldn't take that and change the fretboard and change the size of the sound hole and change the size, you know, the sound. You can't change all of those. You got to change one. You got to switch to mahogany and then listen to it and then maybe try an older mahogany and listen to it. Try a younger mahogany and listen to it. You, if you try to change all of them at one time, you don't know what actually worked. You have zero clue. Now you're just guessing. Right. So I think it's brilliant 
that you said you're you're by focusing on particular brand and basically building your knowledge on it every day, 1% better, you know, trying different things. It's just incredible. Now, here's a question that I just don't know the answer to. So <laughs> I want to know this firsthand. If I picked up two different D28s from your inventory, do they sound different? Kind of. And I, I want to elaborate there. You're, you wouldn't be wrong to say they do. What I've, what I've really found is the more money you spend with, with a guitar, if you're looking at guitars that cost three or 400 bucks, there's going to be more variety. You get up to $1,000, and this is generalizations, but the, the more you spend on something, the higher up the food chain you go, the more consistency they have. And if you look at a D28, which I would call the, the top middle, you can certainly make an argument there, there are guitars that cost more money, but a D28 is a lot of money. Martin has to know how to make three of them sound similar enough that if I bring three of them in here and I sell one of them, somebody can't think, well, I don't want the other two. You sold the good one. That's not going to work at the manufacturing level, let alone at the dealer level. And so when you see sometimes people post on forums, like I, I called my store and they get, they get some of the good one. You always see somebody after that's like, well, what do they do with the dogs? These guitars sound so similar. It's not fair to say scientifically they're the same, but I guarantee anybody watching this or anybody listening to this, if you play two D28s at your favorite store and pick your favorite one, put them away, go back in an hour, put them away, go back the next day. I am very, very confident you won't pick the first one again. And it's, it's just they can't be that different in 2023 or else you're going to have online sales are going to fail. Stores are going to be just littered with returns. If somebody does tell you, you got to play the guitar first, they all sound different. There's some truth to that. But if you can't get to a store and you have to buy blindly, uh, I'm as long as you're spending the right money and you're in the Martin Standard Series and above for sure, even the 16 Series, you're, you're going to get a very consistent product. Does that mean they sound the same? No, I don't want to say that, but they, they sound so similar. You could make the argument that they are. You know, that's funny because, you know, I've been in electronic sales, right? I've sold cameras for years, even broadcast cameras. So back in the day when we're selling a $150,000 Sony, like Sydney Alta camera, yeah, all four of them look different, but they look close enough and there's a way to get them to match. Um, but if you just took them straight out of the box and turned them on, they're, they're a little different. They're not exactly the same. But the average person would have no clue that they're different. Only us quote unquote pixel peepers would be able to tell the difference. And a lot of times it was just a matter of like heating up and breaking in whenever you have, you, this is acoustics or not really a lot of electronics involved, but electronics have to get to a certain temperature and settle down for all the soldering and everything to just kind of like be where it's at. So it just happens. That was cool. I, I, I just always wondered that because definitely we had, <laughs> when I'm selling speakers, right? I'm selling high-end BMW speakers like the uh, 801. Remember the Maxell commercial where the guy's sitting there listening to Flight of the Valkyries and everything's flying in his house and the speakers go past? Those are like BMW 801s. And people would swear like, oh, this one sound different from now on. I'm like, man, listen, $3,000 speakers sound the damn same. Like, nobody knows the difference. It's just an idea. You know, people get these weird ideas in their head. And I'm like, yeah, if I sat down, you know, with some kind of acoustic test, I would probably find the difference. But I know you didn't hear that because according to your wife, you can't hear very good. <laughs> so, I really love just what you're doing with Ecamm. And you've always been, you know, in a community helping out because we do have a lot of musicians. And I think it's a hard nut to crack <laughs> as a musician because 
there are so many, I swear, maybe photography, videography, music, and art in general, and most arts in general, there's always a wide range of opinions <laughs> versus physics. <laughs> so it's, it's a hard thing. So what has been the challenges that you've been able to ease by using Ecamm for your production and for your podcast? Well, before I answer that, I do want to say I've received as much help as I've given in that community. So it's one of those things uh, I am on record being in there. But as, as many times as I've answered someone's question, I've found a lot of answers. So kudos to everybody in there, uh, whether you're just joining or if you've been there since, since I found it two years ago. And I'm embarrassed to say I'm probably years late before other people found it. But the, the thing that Ecamm really makes me feel comfortable, it makes easier for me, besides its features anyway, the, the, the fact that I mentioned a little while ago, it allows me to record and live stream at the same time. And I, I recognize my hard drive is filling up with everything we're doing live. The times that the things do become challenging, I'll try and tie it right back to what you said. It, you're a click away from either getting uh, Ken or Glenn on the line. Uh, if you ask a question, and more importantly, search a question that was already asked. Somebody had my problems two weeks ago, and if I'm being smart, uh, how do they solve it? The fact that we're all doing this together, and I didn't find Ecamm, subscribe to it, throw the receipt away and, and go you know, go my own path. I know that everything I'm doing, uh, frankly, I do watch the forum and the, the Facebook side of Ecamm every few weeks just to double check to make sure, even though it's working, am I doing it the uh, efficient way? And there's times where if I have a question or a hiccup, uh, the support team being uh, you know, Ecamm literally or the Ecamm community, that's, that's probably the easiest thing because I have used things in the past hardware and software, um, some of that Adobe stuff, you asked me a minute ago, character animator, getting questions answered with Adobe isn't quite as easy as getting questions answered with uh, Ecamm. And I don't mean that as a dig, but it's the truth. I, I'm really truth. happy knowing that I can get, get a hold of you guys anytime I want. You know, it's funny, and I, I normally wouldn't be allowed to say it, but since you brought it up, I can say it. Um, my Adobe subscription costs a little bit more than double the Ecamm one, and nobody <laughs> over there answers anything, okay? This is one of the oldest companies in the tech space, especially on the Mac side, and getting an answer out of the Adobe squad is like pulling teeth. Now, their communities are pretty good, but it's art-based, <laughs> so the opinions are various, right? So you got to kind of like work with it and sort of figure out where you come from. But hey, I mean, it's out there. If, you know, there's a university of YouTube or whatever. And yeah, you're right. I think the our best support person that we have on staff is the community. The community is really vibrant and epic if you spend time there. And I love what you said, and I hope somebody listening to this picks up on this. For the products that I use that are not Ecamm, I check the forums when everything's 100% working because when and if I run into a problem or someone else runs into a problem, I've already seen the answer or heard someone else have the answer. I'm able to help. So in the Roadcaster Pro community, right, I, I'm looking in there all the time. And mine works. It's so far so good. Flawless, like, again knock on wood, uh, no problem. You know, my Econ keyboards, I'm in their community. Like I'm always just checking stuff because yeah, you, like you said, you never know. And when it comes up, it's nice to know that you can solve it quicker because you spent the time to study it. And I don't know if people know this, but um, pilots, they go in the simulator all the time, even though they fly seven, six, seven days a week. Sometimes <laughs> they, uh, they still go in the simulator all the time to brush up. When I was in the army, we went to the range all the time to brush up. 
because you don't want to find out you're not ready when you need to be. It's not a good place to be. Right? So even as a paramedic, we got tested on CPR every year, even though we probably did it 17 times the week before you went to go take the test. Uh, you just got to stay on it. Right. So this I'm glad you said that because it's very cool. I guess one last thing before we drop into Q&A. Could you kind of run through your setup again and just sort of explain to people how you got it all configured? Because everybody's always nosy about people's configurations. Remember back in the day when you every you know we'd pull up to like the parking lot at school, right? And the section of us that had like our quote unquote muscle cars back then, all of the hoods are open. <laughs> Everybody's walking by, looking in each other's stuff. You know, like I, I had a, I had a '77 Mustang. You know, I was proud to have my hood up at the time. And everybody's walking around looking. What's that? Oh, it's an Edelbrock. You know, the the new Edelbrock carburetor, bro. Listen to this thing. <laughs> so, to me, when we start talking about studios, it gives me flashback of high school in the parking lot, like checking out everybody. Oh, are those hooker headers, man? How'd you get the money for that? Oh. Oh, can I get an eighth in? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, go, go ahead. Well, I'm a little bit embarrassed now because I'm the only guy in my band that can't talk like that. I, I took the bus to high school, first of all. Secondly, at the end of our gigs, when we're talking about stuff and the, and the conversation goes to cars, the guitar players, the drummer, they're all like, they're all over there. And I'm like, I'll just, I'll start packing stuff up because I have no idea what you're talking about. So thanks for trying to include me there, but I'm that that's, it's right up here. I don't even know how to spell carburetor, but my basic the stuff i'm using i have i'm the guy that uh bought the canon m50 the original one and, and never never got smarter than that so i eventually got the m50 mark ii which had the better autofocus and the, the clean hdmi out so i have an m50 mark ii aimed at me for a wide shot i have a duplicate version of the same exact camera on a slider it's not it's going to be subtle but you might see the pictures just moving just a little bit to be seasick uh, that's the M50 Mark II, number two. So I have two of the same cameras going into an A10 Mini. And I, uh, what I'll do is I'll switch between the sound hole camera and the wide shot camera. They're both going into a 2019, I'm almost sure, M1 MacBook uh, Pro, which is a dinosaur by now. Because I saw last week, I saw, you know, the hallelujah stuff from Doc Rock talking about M2. So this is an old computer, but it's working. I'm looking at a, a big 42-inch TV that's showing me today. It's showing me the uh, camera with, with Doc here. And it's typically showing me comments and reactions from my live streams and my scenes window. If I look to the left, here's my MacBook Pro. It's an LG monitor connected to the L MacBook Pro. And that's got the preview screen, uh, overlays and sound effects, which I won't need very often. But it has my camera effects and my interview window for the times I do have a partner on the screen with me. If it's my interview with my guest, I see that over here and a big green clock to tell me when I'm just about ready to wrap up. And then uh, if you think my 2019 MacBook is old, behind it, I have a, a computer that's a 2009. Go ahead and rewind this podcast and listen to see what I said. 2009 iMac. And that's actually running behringer software for the x air if you guys are familiar with the behringer mixers where the mixer is basically a brain and it lets you use a computer or an ipad i have the x air is taking care of the audio because what i'll do i'll use a midi foot switch uh the times i'm talking on my program you're hearing my voice come left right with a flat eq no effects and what i'll do sometimes what all the time when i'm playing the guitar i'll use my foot and i'll switch to a preset with that computer 
that adds just a little bit of reverb and delay, and hopefully it's not noticeable when you're playing. Etc. So that lets me switch from, now I'm gonna talk about the guitar again. You don't wanna hear that. And when you do hear the guitar, it not only added a little bit of effects, it lowered the level so I'm not too loud. So in my opinion, that's giving the listener and the viewer a nice loud signal for voice. When I play the guitar, it's not too loud. A little bit of ambience with the effects and that switch with my foot. And really besides that, it's just Ecamm. So I've I got two cameras into the A10 Mini. I have the microphones into the Behringer. And speaking specifically, I've got a Rode NT5 uh, in front of me here on screen and a Rode NTG2 shotgun just out of frame. If I, you're going to hear it if I pull it, but this is the, uh, this is the, con the condenser shotgun. So I have a stereo setup. One of them just ends up being out of frame. Uh, for lights, I have two, I think it's pronounced Godox, like the little inexpensive flat panels uh, right in front of me. And then a third one behind me as a hair light. And besides some acoustic treatment in the studio that might be too long for this podcast to go into details, I could certainly answer any questions later in email about what I've done to the room, because as Doc would know, none of this makes any difference at all or anything positive at all if the room doesn't sound good. So the room does sound good first. It's a studio first and a, a live stream uh, podcast center second. But that's really uh, it in a nutshell. And if I, if I went through it too quickly, I'm, I'm so happy to talk in more detail about it off air, but that's basically what I'm using every week. And it's also the desk I work at. So when I'm working and it comes time to do my pre-recorded podcast or the live streams, I'm already where I need to be. And I literally just turn on the cameras and the lights and I'm ready to go. Man, that's, that's a pretty cool setup. You know, what's funny. My 2009 iMac, I just got rid of it because I just needed the space. And this is what I tell people all the time. The curse of Macs is they work and they work for a long time. And then, and so what happens is we get in love with them or we start holding on to them when we probably should change them. So for my main business computer, I make it a point. I, I name everything. I always give them names, but I try not to fall in love with it because on its second birthday, she gone. I'm selling it. I'm going to replace it with something, the new version, because what happens is, okay, like, you know, this was very common back in the day of fully loaded notebooks, 3,700 bones. Right. The first time it took me to get the thirty seven hundred dollars to buy my first fully loaded, you know, I'm ready to edit video computer. Um, it took a long time. Right. I was saving and saving and spending and saving and spending and saving. So when I finally got to the point where I could buy one, I was like, I can sell it the next year for five hundred dollars less than I paid for it. And then, I mean, sorry, two years later, and then I can replace it for the exact same money because the price never really changes. And so what that did is put you on the path to it's 250 a year to basically have the computer that you want. And then I, you can always sell a two-year-old Mac for about four or 500 bucks less than you pay for it because their resale value is good. Yesterday, this is so psycho. Yesterday, I'm looking up what is the cost of a 2016 gig Mac Mini. Now you remember that was an eight ninety nine computer. They're selling on eBay for seven hundred bucks. I swear, I'm like, that's insane. So I'll go on Facebook right now and sell mine for six hundred, and then buy the new Mac Mini. Just insert the 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 gap back, you know, so you can buy the Mac Mini for three hundred bucks. 
right? It was, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe the resale value is that high still on M1 Mac Mini. And I'm like, that's crazy because I get that on the high end, right? On the low end, I didn't expect it to be that good. But look at eBay for M1 Mac Mini. It's still relatively high. And I was like, oh, so but by setting yourself up like that, you never really run into a problem where you put too much time between your computer. So I, I, your 2000 MacBook Pro is flawless. And I don't want you to change it, but don't hold it past three years. If sell it at by the closer it gets to three years and swap it before you fall in love with it, because then you won't want to switch when it's the new M3 comes out. And it'll be harder to sell once the M3 comes out. So sometime this year, just pull the band-aid. <laughs> it's it, not like, like a guitar, right? When you got your guitar, you love that sucker, man. It's gonna it's gonna be Lucille. And I think I think BB got like 17 or 18 Lucille's, but hey, you know, here's so cool. Never ever have we had somebody that could play <laughs> the flow intro <laughs> it's so good i love it every time you do that it just it just cracks me up this is a really cool insight into what you're doing so before we go could you just tell everybody how they could keep up with you and listen to these amazing guitars i'm telling you fam you could just listen to the inventory show while you're working because <laughs> you just get good music playing, you know, while you're doing your work, you're cleaning the house or whatever. It's it's a really good listen to in the background feed. I like just put the playlist on of guitar comparisons and just let them roll because <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty epic. Anyway, tell people how they can find you. Well, that's a good idea. And, and before I say that much, I do want to invite you guys. If, if there's any questions I didn't get to speak about, please consider emailing me uh, support at marysmusic.com or find me on the ecam. Uh, whether it's the beta or the, the Facebook group. But if you have a question for me and we didn't get to talk about it, I'm certainly available later. Uh, but marysmusic.com is where you'll find our website. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Mondays, the program is called Martins and More with Spoon Phillips. Tuesday, it's Mystery Guitar Podcast, where I'll spend five or six minutes playing one guitar and you have to guess what it is. Uh, Wednesday is on Facebook and YouTube. It's virtual tour of our current inventory. The playlist is there for watching later on demand, but you get to see not necessarily new arrivals, but uh, I'm going to pick four guitars that I've currently got in stock. The second part of that show is viewer requests. So you get to tell me, Hey, I want to see a 0018. And if we have it in stock and it's, it's close by and it's not in our next door uh, building, we can pull that down in the second segment. That's Wednesdays. This is all on YouTube and Facebook Thursdays. Instead of selling you something, we're going to play guitars. That's 6 PM Facebook and, and YouTube uh, Martin versus Martin, where I play my guitars, and now we're just playing guitars and singing. And then Friday, you got to find something else because I'm I'm here at the store, but I'm nowhere online. And that's the easiest way to get a hold of me is YouTube and Facebook. I love it. I love it on Fridays, man. Gang, that's it. We did it. We wrapped it up. We're going to slide into our Q and A session. Remember, if you want to get to the Q and A session, I can just come to Tuesdays to the live recording, right? I mean, that's it. If you show up for the live recording, you get to ask some Q's and we get to throw out some A's. Mari, this has been freaking amazing. Uh, I won't tell Katie that you're a better um, co-host than her. Don't tell her I said that. Um, I'm going to be fired tomorrow. Anybody looking for a job, you can't <laughs> need a community manager after this. No, it was really amazing, man. You did a great job. And thank you for being such a key element to the community. You've always come in and been willing to share your knowledge. And you, again, you've always been open to learn. And I think that is that perfect mix if you're trying to do anything in this in this area. So Flow Riders, hang tight. We got a couple of questions that we're going to answer real quick. All the rest of you guys, don't forget, you can catch us at flow at ecam.com if you want to send us an email or you can find us all over the webs 
at flow.ecam.com. And please, by all means, leave us a review if you like this or share it with a friend on one of your favorite platforms. And we do allow you to send questions in through Volley so you can reach us over on the Volley if you want to send a video question that way. Woo! All right, let's roll into the Q&A and people will see you guys next week. <laughs>